Welcome back to another episode of Potent Projections, otherwise known as the PP, where not only are we flying high in the penthouse of Midtown, but we are flying the American flag as highly as we can as we're powered by the Beacon Center. You hear that right from sea to shining sea. We are seeing crazy fantasy matchups flying around, and we even see the Sky Weekly, where we will react to that in a moment, but we have a much more important message to share with our viewers, and I'm going to let my co-host take that away. I will be giving an address stating the state of the league. Commissioner, fellow league members, listeners, and Americans, over the past few years, we have been under attack from point extremists spewing propaganda that all that matters is how many points you score. Last year was a fine example. We had Skylar Lewis, who won most of his games, make it in as the four seed while being one of the lowest point scorers. He was belittled, belittled berated, attacked for no reason. He did what he was supposed to do. I'm here to let you know that point extremists will not overtake this league. And if they want to try, I will be prepared to defend this league's history and all other Americans who stand by win your games. Now, I understand that points are important. I'm not saying they aren't. After all, you need to score points to win. However, we are not playing best ball. If you think we are playing best ball, you need to pull your head out of your butt. We are playing head-to-head -head matchups. We have 13 weeks of regular season and then playoffs. Now, I want to say to all, I'm not trying to divide us. I'm trying to unite us. But you need to understand the point of fantasy football, and that is to beat who you are playing. To, to conclude, I am welcome to discussions, but I will not let you bully the good people of this league and other head-to-head -head believers in this world. As Americans, competitors, and friends, I ask you to heed this message and think, what would Jesus do? That is all. Mm. Insightful stuff, Trussell. And as you know, we generally open with the Sky Weekly Slander or Sky Weekly Praises. And you might hear a divided take this week from the Midtown staff. Um, and 
Uh, we, we have a full slate of uh, stuff for you today. We're excited to bring on a guest that uh, is a co-manager of a quite amazing team and roster this year. So uh, we'll hear from him in just a, a few moments. But uh, we do need to discuss a, a, the Sky Weekly. And I, and I kind of want to start off, Chris, because um, we didn't get a full Sky League Weekly this week, which, understandable. Sky's sick. Feels like crap. I wouldn't write it either if I was sick and felt like crap. Agreed. And um, it, we, we commend him for even sending something out. Because, obviously, we love hearing it, seeing this, this funny stuff he writes about our teams and, uh, and us. And keep, it, it helps keep us united. Now, that being said, I know you have some strong opinions here. I do. You know, last week I gave Skyler a lot of credit. I said he was full of integrity. And, you know, I thought that would lead him on the right path to do the same thing again, and he absolutely fucked the bed. At 10, and I know since most of you have not had the opportunity to see this, we'll break these down live. At 10, no surprise. Oh, that's correct. I forgot that people have not seen these rankings. At 10, no surprise, we have Gary, 0-3. He almost sent Austin off the top of his apartment building. To the gulag. As Derek Henry had more points in the first half of that matchup than he's had in any other game this season. I can attest that Austin was on death tilt. At nine, we have Josh. Just imagine, sorry, just imagine if all the players, if Big Dog, <laughs> if Big Dog puts, in a, in a matchup where it's scored 100 points each, Big Dog puts up 40 <laughs> and puts Austin down. Oh, oh sorry, it, continue. It would have been incredible. It would have. You know, at nine, we have Josh. Coming off a big win, taking down one of the juggernauts. We'll get to this topic in a minute. Some people are saying Mr. Trussell's not lost this year because he was traveling. But some are not saying. But according to most the, are not saying. According to the standings, Josh did get a win, and so he should be a little higher than nine at one and two. At eight, we have Austin. Skyler described this as one of the most fraudulent wins, but the good news is he's two and one. The bad news is he's in entire team is taking residency at the Harborview Medical Sorry, Center. An important, important word you missed out is permanent residency. <laughs> at seven, we have myself. That just makes no fucking sense. Here, and this is why I had to address the league like I did. I am two and one. There are five teams below me. Yeah, I haven't scored a lot of points, but I've done the objective, which is win your games. Win your games. So you point Nazis and take that and shove it. Skyler, awful ranking. At six, we have Tim. At five, we have Alan. There was no write-up for these, so I'm just reading the rankings as we go. Four, we have EJ and Hunter who are coming off their win. First win of the year. How do you feel? Uh, feels good. I, I was talking to Hunter about it, and uh, I'll, we'll, we'll kind of get his thoughts on it too, but... Uh, we we just we felt so good about our team coming into the year, and I mean like like most people do, um, and, we, and we still felt good even when we lost our first game, even though we didn't put too many points. And then last week, obviously, when we just got curb stomped by Sky, who put up a monster week with our just barely more than our monster week, we felt excited still for our team, but we just didn't have a win, and so it felt disgusting to be excited for our team. Yep. And so now it's just like it feels validated that we're actually we're in the win column. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can get another one this week. And, you know, I realized I, I missed this as well. Austin is currently a playoff team if playoffs were to start today, and he's at eight. That is just fraudulent reporting by Sky, or journalism, excuse me. At three, we have Asa. 
playoff team, so I'm not going to find fault with that. At two, we have the commissioner. Came off a gut-wrenching defeat yesterday. And then at one, we have the most... How do I say this politically after I said we need to be united? We have someone who is very confused at how fantasy football works at one. Skyler, not going to go any more into it, but you need to do better. Or there will be a coup. You thought January 6th was bad. <laughs> Wait and see what happens if you try another stunt like this next week. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. I, I think, I don't know, it, it, slimy journalism is not what we're seeing here. We're seeing, we're seeing a, uh, a different kind of journalism, which is called ballsy journalism. Ballsy. You, ever seen, you ever seen the clip of uh, South Park? And if you haven't, go check it out. Um, it's, it's an episode where he's trying to acquire weed in some way, shape, or form. Uh, shout out Austin, funny cigarette man. Um, and he just, in Colorado at that time, apparently it was very hard to get it. And you had to have a medicinal approval to do so. And Stan kept going in, Stan Marsh, the, the dad of the main characters of the show, and he just kept going in for small, minor things to get these doctor write-offs, but then he, he just wanted a big, a big one, something that he could go in and get whatever he wanted, and with no cap, and no cap. No cap. And he, so he went in, and he, um, he decided he was going to give himself testicular cancer. And so he stuck his balls in the microwave and gave himself testicular cancer. And there's a scene that this is, um, this, I am getting somewhere here. A scene where he's walking down the street with his balls in a wheelbarrow because they're so large that he can't walk with them. And he's singing, Buffalo Soldier, Heart of America, as he's walking down the street and walking into the weed store. And it's, this is, that's what Skylar's doing here. He did give himself testicular cancer, but he's walking with some balls down the street. And I gotta give him credit. I just, I'm gonna disregard this week as him trying to get a rise out of us, but I'm not gonna let him divide the league. But next week, I will be coming for his throat. All right. Uh, after, or we are about to bring on, Hunter, are we doing an ad here before we bring him on, or are we bringing him on right away? Chris, I can't remember. And now we have the esteemed, the highly regarded, the sought-after Hunter Harrison Clark on the pod with us tonight. How are you doing, Hunter? I am doing fantastic. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. We just, you know, we addressed the state of the league, and Chris is kind of heated right now in a, in a good way, good slash bad way, maybe delusional, but, you know, he's hanging in there. Well, definitely. All I'm trying to do is bring this league back together. And we got point extremists all over the place trying to divide us. What do you think is what do you think of this idea, Hunter? And if you I, I don't I can't hear you too great, so uh, if you could adjust that just a little bit, that would be awesome because we want the viewers to make sure we they can hear you. But uh, what do you think of his idea of a point extremist? Of a what? Uh, that's exactly what exactly my reaction. We can hear you much better now. Thank you. A point extremist. Let's just see what, what do you what do you think he means by that, just without any context. A point extremist mm. sounds like somebody who is thinks that the only thing that matters in fantasy is the amount of points that you score. Ding 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 ding. We have a winner. 
my God. Where would you say you fall on the scale of just winning your matchup and scoring points? I would say that there is a balance between the two. I, so, I, I am of the opinion that you can win all of your games, but if every game that you play, your opponent has a stroke, then that doesn't necessarily mean that your team is great. And on the flip side, I think that points are important because you can score 200 points every week, but if the opponent you're playing scores 201, and it's their only game that they do it all season, then it's not reflective of how your team is performing. A very good answer, and an answer I can respect. And this is the kind of mentality I'm trying to engrave in fellow league members, Americans, so what listeners. He, what, he ju- what he just said was, points are all that matter, if you didn't no. listen to him very carefully. He said, no, no, no. I'll, I'll, he I'll said balance. He I'll said there's ba- a balance. Yeah, he said balance, and he went and said the same thing, but in a high point scenario, which is fine. I agree with Hunter. You also but, said winning your matchups is important. Anyway, you're not going to divide us. On my left, on my left, we have a point extremist. No, no, no. Who has attacked the league for the last few years, Chris, and he's trying to divide us. Chris is trying I'm not going to stand for Chris it. Chris is trying to put this into a political party system, and I'm not going to have it. Anyway. That doesn't surprise me one bit. I will say this. If your team is scoring high points every single week, then that is reflective of a good draft and a solid squad that you have assembled. All right, let's let's move on to our main talking points. Center. I hear you have a great are, are bringing back one of the league's favorite segments tonight is Clark Clark's casket. That is correct. We're bringing it back for the 2022-2023 season. And first up on the list, on the second order, the first league member to fall victim in Clark's casket, unfortunately, is Gary Smith. Gary Smith. Oh. Gary, from the looks of it, is 0-3 so far this season. Uh, performance was just so subpar. Hunter, you're, Hunter, you're cutting it. Hunter, you're cutting in and out a little bit. I'm not. Are you Are you walking on your apartment, Jason? There we go. Now we can hear you. Perfect. Unfortunately for Gary, his his performance is so bad and so subpar that you would think that he is Tiger Woods wearing his Sunday red t-shirt, absolutely obliterating everybody at the Masters with a low score. Mm. That is actually shocking, Gary. <laughs> I feel bad for Gary. He's been getting attacked a lot, but it's also justified. I think I think the last I mean, year I think the last year it was wrong. It was wrong. It was gross it was sick it was disgusting and i said it on the pod week after week that the disrespect was unreasonable this year i just don't think he has a great squad i'm sorry gary i mean if big dog plays a little bit more like he did last week i think your team will look a lot more solid but dj Moore and austin this is this is to you too because we drafted him and i just feel disgusting he is in a bad scenario and Dinks. Let the record show. I told Austin this year that DJ Moore was stinky. He's good, but he's got, lo and behold, oh my God, who's his quarterback? Baker Mayfield. Baker, the low ceiling Mayfield. Well, I also, Hunter, I appreciate the uh, Clark's casket, but we also have to ask you a few burning questions. Fire away. One question is, well, we'll start with this. 
given that you just got your first win, what is your outlook for the rest of the year? The outlook for the rest of the year is very positive. EJ and I are feeling like we have tons of upside with our team. We, uh, If you look at our squad this last week, almost everybody had double-digit points. You're, you're so correct. I just pulled that up. That is actually very close to being... If wow. that is, if that is not, if that doesn't scream balance, then I don't know what was. That was the word that we uh, used on draft day this year, and I think here, from this week going forward, we're going to be uh, collecting a lot of Ws. So, you know, you guys are on the up and up. You're very unlucky to be one and two. You should have got a win last week. I can acknowledge that. However, there are a few burning questions that we need to get to the bottom of. First is. I wonder where this is going. First is. How the hell did you two draft Josh Jacobs? <laughs> Hunter, could you believe it? He brings up Josh Jacobs, who, wait a minute, wait a minute, let me look at this. Let me look at this. Josh Jacobs, five targets, five, what, six targets, sorry, six targets. Okay, let's go to Devontae Adams. Hmm, let's see, let's see the target share here. Hmm, anyway, Hunter, Interesting. Please. No, 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 wait, 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 we, we'll bring Hunter back on here, but it's important to know receiving he had 10 so he had just underneath the amount of targets that Devonte adams what's had. 34 divided by three if i'm it's like 11.135 that's what he's averaging the game i do have a question for you mr trussell yes would you say that stefan diggs is a solid performer week in and week out i would I'd say he's the best. Okay. I'd say he's the best. Josh, J- Josh Jacobs scored more points than Stephon Diggs last week. Well, that was just an, an anomaly. But don't get out of this question. What led you to to draft Josh Jacobs after everybody had told you he stinks? Because when we did our research on the other running back that they drafted, we realized that he has glass knees. He's coming out of college with already two torn ACLs, both legs, not the same one twice, both legs. This man, this man is made of glass, and not the strong kind of glass. Mm-hmm. Okay. Couldn't be, couldn't be more right. And I mean, I'll, I'll accept that answer, but it's also just a terrible pick. It might be the worst pick of the draft. That guy should be on waivers right I'll, now. I'll tell you, let's, let's just take a look at something here, because... We drafted our second running back in the seventh round, late seventh round. And if you look at the running backs, all the running backs, not just the available ones, if we look at all of them and their score of, wait, where is that? If we look at their average, there it is. Their average scoring. The average isn't nearly as high for wide receivers. After Nick Chubb, who is on our roster, James Robinson has the highest average of 18. Then Clyde Edwards-Alaire of 17. It's it's a shit show at running back this year. So we don't need him to be good. We just need him to be good enough because we got him in the seventh round, right, Hunt? Absolutely right. It was extremely good value. And we think that everybody else is capping when they say they wouldn't have taken him that late. And I think you're extremely capping when you say you should be on waivers. Uh, yeah, that's that's just... He's a waiver Criminal. running back, but that, that's okay. That's, I, that's a different discussion. But I'll, I'll let you get your thought in there. Sound like you wanted to say something. Oh, I just wanted to say I think you're just straight up capping about that on that take. It's just bottom tier. 
just throw that into the uh, bread basket full of bottom tier takes that you spew out on a daily basis. I have no bottom tier takes. And the second question that the people want to know is, what made you guys take a old, dusty Adam Thielen? What when you guys were draft when you guys were drafted? Tread lightly here, Chris, because <laughs> go ahead, Hunt. Is this the same Adam Thielen that put up 18 points this week? It is. When when wait, what did Justin Jefferson do this week, Hunter? What was that? What did what did Justin Jefferson do this week when Adam Thielen was going off? Uh, absolutely nothing. He had his he had his depends on is what he did. I can see it now. You two fucking sitting there jerking each other off at the thoughts of taking Adam Thielen. Uh, I mean, what he's playing better than Justin Jefferson. Here, let's week let's three. see what he's done through four. Oh, he's he's improved weeks. his performance every week. Six points, his nine right, points, and eighteen. His points. his receptions, targets, yards have gone up every single week since week one. Week one was an anomaly when Justin Jefferson was the show, and now everyone's targeting Justin Jefferson like it's crazy. So yeah, he's gonna be the guy. You Seven or eight are, targets a game, sure, we'll take that. You guys are getting off to the fact that he just played Motor City Dan Dan Campbell's bad defense. Their oh. offense is elite, but that defense that, couldn't that, stop any of us. Oh, they could. They just stopped Justin Jefferson to one catch. I'm pretty sure they let Adam Thielen go off. This team is is waking up, and the league should be scared because it is good. It should. It is a good team. And they're sh- they're shaking in their boots that we they're they're all relieved that we lost Sterling Shepard because he was going to go off in the back half of the year. Oh yeah, I'm terrified of a Daniel Jones wide receiver. I would be too I if just, I were. It's I, getting I eleven targets a game. Well, that's all I have. I, this has been a longer interview, and I appreciate your time, Mr. Clark. Um, I would like to leave you with this: Do not play Josh Jacobs this week. You know what? Just because you said that. We might put him in the RB1 position. <laughs> might. I think I might do it right now, Hunter, if that's okay with you. <laughs> it has to be done. <laughs> might have to be done. Hunter, any final any final remarks or any comments to anybody else in the league? Well, the only other comment that comes to mind is, Asa, I run you. You know this. It's not news anymore. I haven't been mean enough to you so far, and I plan on upping the amount of comments that I send your way. I think it's been you've been soft on him so far. I, I couldn't agree more. All right, Hunter, thank you for coming on. All right, thanks for having me, boys. Godspeed. All righty, thank you, Hunter, for coming on the pod. Nala is very thankful as well. She's in her normal spot under the coffee table behind us, and Chris is chirping at it very well. Nala, how are you doing this evening? Her eyes are as dilated as they could be. All right, we're going to jump into some matchups here tonight, and uh, don't worry, we will take our sweet, sweet time talking about these matchups, because there are some good ones this week. And there are. And there is a bad one. There's a bad one, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to say, but I'm also not sorry to say, Gary, for, th- what, four three, weeks three, run, three, three weeks eight. running, is in America's Stink Off of the Week. America's Stink Off of the Week, sponsored by White Claw. Get your local White Claw, the Wave Pack, at your local Safeway, Walmart, or Albertsons. Now, I do want to say, Gary, the moment you get a win, you are not going to be in the Stink Off of the Week. I agree. I agree. It's our our promise to you. (laughs) It, It doesn't matter who you're playing against, even if it's Skyler. It, like you were, well, you wouldn't be because it's week one. It, that was week one. But 
Um, we promise to you that you will not be in the stink off of the week. If, and once you get your win. Yeah, once you get your win. And boy, do we have a stinky one this week. We have... Oh, what is, what is going to happen here? Oh, he's going to play. Okay, okay. We've got Russell Wilson, who is looking like arguably the worst quarterback in the National Football League, against Joe Burrow, who's been playing well the last, well, last week. I don't know if That's I want... why he's the GOAT! I don't know the GOAT! I, do I want to attribute his success to playing a mediocre Jets defense, or do I want to say that the offensive line and Joe Burrow is slowly figuring it out? I mean, Josh doesn't have a quarterback right now in for week two. He does have Baker Mayfield on his bench, and we've already heard oh, the slander yeah, I of love him so getting far. rock hard to Baker Mayfield. And he's got Keenan Allen on his bench. So we can't really take the projections here as they are. we got to see. We, you're right. We can't, but we know Mac Jones isn't playing. I'm assuming the Dorch isn't going to be in for him. That's just an assumption. <laughs> we, know, we know Mac Jones isn't playing after taking that high ankle sprain on the last passing play of the game. And... We're not sure if Dorch is going to be in. I'm assuming Keenan Allen will be in for him, and I'm yeah. assuming Baker will be in for him. So he could he could have some decent points in there. You know, he did. Josh is coming off a win, and mm, we'll dive true. into it later. But as I mentioned earlier, there's rumors going around that the team we beat is still undefeated. <laughs> there's not rumors about. So that. you know, breaking it down, I'm just looking at matchups. Carson Wentz has got a hard one against Dallas. Derrick Henry might be back. And that Indianapolis team can't mm. stop anyone they, except the quote-unquote lethal Patrick Mahomes in Chiefs offense. That offense looks so bad. I was listening to a podcast today, and they said they're not sure Patrick Mahomes will throw another long touchdown this year since Tyreek Hill's gone. I mean, they have no explosive plays. If you take away Kelsey, you're throwing a Juju, who I believe didn't even play the first quarter, Ju- which we need to look into. Because of Andy Reid, Austin's favorite coach of the week last week, is not playing Juju for one quarter. There's something going on. James Robinson looks like he's coming back. Debo Samuel is always good. DJ Moore stinks. Dotson has a very tough matchup this week. Briar Muth. Although promising. Promising. Which he looks really good. Yes. But Briar Muth. I like Pat Briar Muth. I do, I do. too. I think he flies under the radar. But Maserati Mitch has been struggling to throw. Maybe it's a Pickens season. Take a look at his name. Pickens, Pickens, George Pickens. Yeah, maybe it's a Pick. There's there's George Pickens and then there's Pickett or something like that. No, Pickett is the quarterback, right? And Pickens is the wide receiver. Somebody that starts with Pick is going to be playing. Hopefully, quarterback. They'll be throwing lots of picks. Yeah. So then looking at Josh's team, you know Austin Eckler's due for a breakout. James Conner is going to do well. I love A.J. Brown and Devon, Devonta Smith. Waller mm. stinks. And Dorch is, we don't know if he's going to be in. But I think that Keenan Allen against Houston is a really good yeah, matchup for him. I would agree. I think we also need to address that Brandon Staley playing Justin Herbert last week is a war crime. I Austin, agree. Austin called him a false prophet. And I'm tending to agree with that. Not only do you put a man with a terrible rib injury against a Jacksonville defense and team that should have been beat, but you keep him in the fourth quarter when you're down four scores. Yeah, I just that just didn't make any sense. I was sitting there just going, if he gets hurt, I will be livid. Livid. Jobs would have been on the line. But if I had to pick, 
I'm going to go with Gary getting his first win Ooh. and not being in America's stink-off of the week next week. I do apologize, Gary. Uh, in my pick, I think I'm going to take Josh. Um, Josh coming off that big win against you. I, I, I'm, I, like, I like Josh's team. I, I think, I, I've, I think I'm pretty sure I've said it from the beginning, but he's, he's got a solid roster. I do want to say respect to Josh for the win. But wait, I I need people to get a full sense of because what you just said was very very false from what you showed me because he said I want to go wait 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 sorry I want to give some respect to Josh for that win and then he just threw massive air quotes up when he said the word win hey he he got a win according to ESPN he got a win and I I can acknowledge that I'm gonna need the people to be a full since we're talking about Josh here. I'm picking Josh to win against Gary here, and just to get that out of the way. But people need to hear your reasoning for why you are still undefeated. So I'm happy to explain. I'm glad you asked. To my knowledge, I don't know what the parents' schedules look like. So Tim, Gary, Alan, if you were in the same circumstances, please let me know, and I am fully prepared to rescind my take. The last week was a travel week for me. New time zone, new bed to get used to, you know, a lot of variables going on. I was not able to be at my best all week. And I have not lost a game when I have been Washington State side where I drafted my team. And for that reason, I'm claiming that I'm still undefeated. It was a fake win because I was out of town. And if I don't lose another game this season, you bet your ass I'm willing to die on this hill. Oh, you're gonna die on the hill. That's all right. Or <clears throat> that's that's correct. Um, the well, next. Uh, sorry. I just want to say, since ESPN says Josh won, I'm gonna say Josh, good job. But we all know it was a fake win, just like the election, or maybe not. <laughs> It's some undocumented parallels that we're finding to our State of the Union address, or State of the League address at the beginning. All right. We have a, a, a pretty pretty solid matchup. Now, this one was really close to the shootout of the week, Chris. We talked extensively, probably for hours. Um, hours. Who was this the shootout of the week? And we couldn't agree. We had to end up with uh, throwing a, what was it? We threw a pizza off of the balcony of Midtown, and if it landed... Pizza side up, it was I got it correct, and if it was pizza side down, you got it correct. And how did the pizza land? Upside. Upside. So. And if you don't so, know what that means, figure it out. <laughs> you can figure that out. So my take was that there was a different matchup that was match of the week. So we have Skyler versus Allen. Skyler versus Allen. Who do you got here, Chris? Actually, no. I get to lead off on this yeah, one. Yeah, you lead off. Um, and it's a tough one. I mean, Allen had a really tough opponent last week, so his his uh, lineup is going to be strengthened by that. And it'll be it'll be interesting, that's for sure. We will. Skyler's got a pretty pretty solid team as it's turning out, and I think he made a pretty decent pickup with Gino. As Gino's shown that he's been pretty good, even though I think he's going to fall off a cliff. Um, but he, 
I, I will say I'll give him a lot of credit for his wide receiver play because at the beginning of the year, I hated the wide receivers that he drafted. I thought he did a terrible job, and I was on the record saying how he had shitty wide receivers. Skyler, your wide receivers are very, very good, if not exceptional. And Drake London, I couldn't have been more wrong on. He was – or I could have been more wrong because I was more wrong on – who was it? Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. I said he was going to be a flop this year, and I was very wrong. The sun god? So, the sun god. A lot better than against so, that guy. Skyler's got pretty, pretty rock star squad. Um, I think that Cooper Cup on Monday night is going to be an absolute travesty for Skyler. This is how I see the week playing out. Skyler gets off to a hot start. He goes into the Sunday night matchup up 20 or 30 with George Kill and um, Cooper Cup to play. And... This is how it works, works out, Chris. Are you ready? I am ready. George Kittle gets hurt in pregame warm-ups, doesn't play. Cooper Cup scores 35 points, and Allen gets the win. So I'm picking Allen. You know, I like it. The reason I'm struggling to pick Skyler in this matchup is, for one, Lamar is the most overrated quarterback in the National Football League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the point leader through three weeks in fantasy right now. But last week, there was one point in the game where he had four touchdowns and 120 yards. I don't know if that is the defense putting him in great spots or New England just stinking. And, you know, he's not going to sustain this all year. He's going up against Buffalo. We've already seen him choke a game away this year to Tua and the boys. So I'm struggling there. And then I'm also struggling because Skyler went out and did a really good thing and picked up Geno Smith. Pete Carroll last week said he was ready to sling it, and I believe Geno threw it about 50 times last week, which is about 20 more times than Russ got to throw it all last year. And Pete is, if Pete's prepared to retire after this season, he's going out with a bang. He is trolling Russell Wilson so goddamn hard right now. And so for that reason, I'm struggling. I think Aaron Rodgers might be the dustiest quarterback in the National Football League. Well, I can think of one that who's dustier. Jared, we need an answer. Jared Goff we is good. And an for answer. that reason, I'm going Jared Goff. Yeah, you got the match quarterback matchup of the century there. <laughs> Jared Goff versus Geno motherfucking Smith. So, All right. um, I'm going with Allen. Skyler, you're going up Blow against out. it again. Blowout. <laughs> All right. I think, it's, I think it's heartbreak fashion. All right, we'll be right back after this ad. I thought young, dumb people considered it an honor to work for presidents or whatever the shit. Maybe the first few times, but this just sucks. He treats us like ghostbusters. We should talk to him. Yeah, that sounds fun. Let's set some boundaries with a spoiled control freak that thinks he runs the world and orders drone strikes to cope with his insecurity. It's either that or more of this. Third choice, (laughs) Minecraft. You like it now? Gotta be honest, Morty. It's growing on me. Notify the president. What do I tell him? Tell him the truth. Tell him Rick and Morty just blew off America. And like that, I would never blow off America. And that leads me into our matchup. We have the 1972 undefeated Dolphins, which the name shall remain this week. The name shall remain is what I'm hearing. And Tim Pickens on my cousins. You know, looking at this matchup, I will say... It does terrify me to go up against its quarterbacks. He's got Jalen Hurts and Tua. A lot of people are saying Hurts is in the MVP discussion right now. Did you now. just say you're scared of Tua? I am. 
Tua's almost oh, threw for 500 yards. I need to go throw up real quick. And, I'll be right back. And you got Tyreek Hill calling out Eli Apple saying he's coming for him. You know, Najee Harris might be the least explosive running back in the National Football League. If I had to describe him outside of football, it would be like a landmine that doesn't blow when somebody walks over it. You got Kareem Hunt, solid pass catcher, but that's Nick Chubb's team. Jamar Chase is hit or miss. Brandon Cooks, he can be good. EJ Moore's got Zach Wilson coming back this week. So that, I don't know what to think. Yeah, because he's been a massive disappointment. But you don't know, because like, he had a good connection with Zach Wilson. So Exactly. So for that reason, I'm a little scared. I'm not really scared of Williams or Kyle Pitts or that Chiefs defense. I think Brady's going to drop his dung all over their face this week. Um, then Brady look, couldn't ever do that. Then looking unless my, it was his child, maybe. <laughs> then looking at my players, we've got the goat, Tom oh, Brady. We've got Derek Carr, who is about to lead a comeback. And I was telling EJ, Brady beats the Chiefs. Herbert and the company lose to the Texans, even if they win. And the Raiders beat the Broncos. The Raiders are only one game out. First place in the division, which is surprising because everybody picked this division to be elite. We got Dalvin. And if you have the Raiders winning the division, you know it's not elite. I'm right in the hunt still. Dalvin Cook, I am so fucking fed up with this guy. He's on the trading block. I'm hearing that he's going for a bag of beans. For the record, I have proposed a verbal trade to Allen, Dalvin Cook for Leonard Fournette, and I am fully prepared to accept that tomorrow if he sleeps on it and decides he wants to do it. And, you know, the rest of my players are going to And for the record, I've proposed Chris Josh Jacobs for or for Dalvin Cook, and he is thinking about it I would strongly. Rather, I would rather work in a internment camp than roster Josh Jacobs. Um, and I mean that. So, you know, with all that said, I am going with my team. We're going to get back on track and continue to prove why we are the 1972 undefeated Dolphins. I think that your team is about to, has begun the great descent. You will be used and abused by Jamar Chase. If you saw what the, what what's it called? The Ravens did to Miami a couple weeks ago, and then what Josh Allen did to them last week, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow are going to go bananas. And good God, Jalen Hurts against Jacksonville after they just got had the easiest matchup ever with Brandon Staley, who has a mushed-up brain that went through a blender. He is going to get 35, 40 points this week on you. And, oh, God, don't get me started on Tom Brady. Everyone knows that. Your hero? No, not my hero. The, no one's hero. Only his child's hero that he likes to kiss on the mouth. Uh, I'm going to go with Tim here because, you know, it's the only hole that he has in his roster is Elijah Moore. Really? Well, and Najee Harris and, and no Tua. Holes. But you have more holes in your roster. I than have he no does. holes in my roster. I think it's big for you getting back Mike Evans. And uh, I really liked your Gerald Everett pickup. Um, I think he's a good tight end to have. Let's see how he did last week. I can't remember. He, he didn't do too great, but uh, he had the targets. I mean, that was kind of an anomaly because of the week. Or because of the scenario, but um, I, I think that, you know, I don't think Derek Carr gets enough credit. I think he's a solid player to have in your roster. I think Dalvin Cook 
will have a really hard time bouncing back because New Orleans is notorious for having good rushing defense. Um, and we'll see if Devontae Adams can pull his head out of his ass. I, I don't think he can, Chris. Patrick Sertain might lock him in a Pandora's box and throw him off of the New, the New Orleans or sorry sorry off of the Denver Bridge, yeah. whatever that Denver Bridge is. Austin, you can fill me in on that. That, that. There is a possibility that he does get locked down, but Hunter Renfro's coming back, and he's going to pick up where Adams leaves off if he does get locked down. Oh sweet Jesus! Yep, I am picking Tim here. Pretty, pretty handily there. But uh, then we move into my matchup, Minor Hunter's matchup. We have Hunter and EJ versus Austin. Hunter and EJ versus Austin. This is Big Mark versus Bigger Bench Brigade. A lot of Bs there. And uh, I think it's a, a good matchup. I mean, we have Justin Jefferson on Austin's side. Who, who knows what's going to happen because that guy seems to be hot and cold this season. And I, I don't want to get him when he's hot because that would be very scary. Um, he's got Rashid White in right now. I know he's, he's already fielded me a trade offer. Rashad. With Rashad White. Sorry, Rashad. Refraud. Yeah, Refraud. Uh, and I, I ha- he's already fielded me an offer, which I don't know why I would trade him for running back this week. <laughs> Austin, sorry, but uh, even if I did want to do a trade with you, I wouldn't this week, even though you'll probably make a deal happen or something on waivers. But... Um, but just looking at it, man, our, our team's on the up and up. It's it's hard to take down a really well-balanced squad like ours. So I think that Mark Andrews just continues his absolute tear. I think that CeeDee Lamb's target share is really awesome, and he's playing against a terrible Washington t- football team. So I think I think he, he, again, puts up a really, really solid performance. And I think Diggs bounces back big this week. So I, I think our team wins. Ugh. I hate both these teams. I'm going to go with you guys winning solely because he's playing Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes, I've said it a million times, I'll say it a million more. Most fraudulent, overrated quarterback the world's ever seen. And he's kind of being exposed without Tyreek there. We're not seeing these big, explosive plays. You can just close your eyes and throw a deep ball, and Tyreek's going to go We're get seeing under. that with Tua. We are. we are. And that's why Tua scares me. Because he, you can just lob it up. I mean, Tua doesn't have a very strong arm, but he can still. It's been very clear. He can still throw it up with his eyes closed, and Tyreek's got the speed to get there. So, because of that, I'm going to go with you. However, if Herbert doesn't play this week, you guys are playing Daniel Jones against Chicago. Well, the offense is bad. I don't know if their defense is good. Historically, they've been good. Chicago's defense is terrible. I would put it at a stalemate if Daniel Jones goes in. But if not, I'm siding with you guys. Well, respect after me picking you to lose. Much respect. Um, Chris, what would you say, if you're looking at at these matchups this week, who would you say is right now, before we get into our ad, and this is a segment we don't usually do, it just kind of came to my head. Um, Who do you think is the most overrated team in our league? And who do you think is the most underrated team in our league? And I know you're who you're going to say for underrated, but I'm still going to give you the opportunity to share those thoughts. I think the most overrated team is Skyler's. He's 3-0. He's done what he's needed to do this far, which is win. So good job, Sky. But if you look at that roster, Lamar Jackson's not going to keep this up. Saquon is hit or miss. 
Sutton stinks, and you know Drake London's had favorable matchups. And George Kittle's got Jimmy G, who doesn't know where the George, George Kittle is glass man. He is, and his quarterback doesn't know where the end line is. Um, so you know, I think Skyley's going to see a lot of regression. I do think Jonathan Taylor is going to play well. And the regression is because Skyler said a few years ago that Aaron Jones was going to regress after scoring like 16 touchdowns. So it's only fair that I use that logic with him. And then, obviously, the most underrated teams, myself. Other than yourself, who would you say? Other just, than myself. Just because I knew you were going to go there. Let's give you the opportunity to talk about a different team. I'm going to go with Allen. I agree. Um, you know, aside from the quarterback play of Aaron Rodgers, Got a pretty solid team. Mixon has stunk so far, but he's on an offense that should be good. Lenny will be much better once Brady has some receivers to throw to. Cooper Cup, solid. Deontay Johnson's done well. Michael Thomas is somebody that nobody really thought would do well this year, and he's been very good. And, and Cordero Patterson. God. God. Seriously, I mean, re- respect to him, who... Out of the league, essentially, for a couple of years, when before he was just you know a return guy, uh, a gadget player, and now he's just he's just a running back now, and he just kicks people's ass. Yeah, he's explosive. I think he's pretty old too, actually. Should we see how old he is? Right, I think we should because um, there's an attack on old players in this league as well. There is, and it's got to stop. <laughs> Austin. You were attacking Adam Thielen earlier, and you got to stop with the ageism. He's thirty. This league is getting hit with an ageism suit. <laughs> Patterson is thirty-one. Wow. And he is crushing people. You see him. He had Seventeen carries last week for one hundred and forty-one. Yeah, and that buried Austin in one of our DFS things. Oh, did I, it? I know he absolutely loves seeing oh, Patterson wow. rush for a gazillion. So that's that's who I think is the most underrated team. All right, we will be right back with another ad, and then we will have our matchup of the week. I am Presidentress of the Mega Gargantuans. We named ourselves before learning we were small. Madam Presidentress, I'm President of America, which is basically the world, but you didn't hear that from me. I've come to... I know who you are. We've already agreed to a ceasefire with your ambassadors, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty were here? Of course they were here. They can shrink instantly and teleport. They told me to give you this. They said it will stretch as your cancer pill wears off and your body awkwardly enlarges at the rate of a 50s movie. Are there pants? They said you'd prefer just a shirt. Apparently you have a need to swing your dick around. And just like that, our matchup of the week, there will be a good amount of dick swinging as we have Asa versus Logan. Asa versus Logan. Who you got in this matchup, Chris? Well, we've got a point extremist. Who's rostering Josh Allen? And then we've got a neutral. Would you not roster Josh Allen? Oh, I would. I have nothing against Josh Allen. I just saying we've got. I was gonna say we may have mayhem in Midtown. We've got one of the leaders of the extremist point extremist party on the right side, and then we've got Mr. Smith with the fantastic what was it third overall pick, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> you know, it's it could be a shootout. You know, Cousins though he's playing in London this week. Everybody knows a good London game means a good stinky. That's why you need a good, experienced wide receiver to fill in. There, <laughs> right? Uh, who's the experienced wide receiver? Oh, Adam Thielen. Of oh, course. interesting. You know, he's due for a big week. Trevor Lawrence. I was on record last year saying he sucked balls. 
And it might just have been Urban Meyer sucked. He's that a much. ball sucker, apparently. Because I don't. I'm gonna admit, Austin, the post Urban boom from Lawrence has been incredible, and also the big money signing Christian Kirk has been surprisingly. And Zay Jones. Zay Jones has been really good. We do love a good Zay Jones play. Um, there's a lot of history with Zay Jones in Midtown. You know, McCaffrey, Baker Mayfield has ruined him. This guy went from one of the most feared running backs in the league last year to a guy you debate playing if you're doing DFS on Sundays. Alvin Kamara, he's toast. He's fucking washed. New Orleans is regretting that contract. We got the Cheetah, who I'm expecting big things from this week. Scary Terry, he's actually struggled while Wentz has thrived, and that's been very interesting. Hollywood Brown last week had like 13 catches and 150 yards, so yeah, he could Hollywood be well. Brown was on freaking fire. 14 catches on 17 <laughs> targets for 140 yards. That is good. Zach Ertz in that offense, he has been injured this year, so I'm not going to make a judgment. And then Jeff Wilson, I mean, Shanahan gets bricked up for 10-minute drives that end in three points, so he could do well there. Good. Logan, you've got the gunslinger Joshua Allen. Sun God. And the Sun God. But where Logan lacks is his running backs. Pollard is so much better than Zeke. But Jerry Jones just gets bricked up whenever Zeke does anything. And so Pollard's not going to ever have a bigger role in that offense because of Jerry Jones. And then Damian Pierce. The coaching staff says they want to get him more involved. And they have been. But he's still yet to have that breakout game. But Logan's receivers and tight end, incredible. I could see this game easily going 190 to 189 and somebody wanting to jump off the roof. Yep. And if I had to pick, I'm going to go with Asa. Last week mm. he said he wasn't changing his team name. He won. <laughs> he may never lose again. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Logan this week. I'm going with Lieutenant General Joshua Allen here. Um, I, I think that... While many people think Tyreek is going to thrive, I think that Cincinnati will thrive just as well. I think it's going to be a shootout. Um, I think that T. Higgins is going to have a breakout game this this week. Um, I think that the Sun God going in Seattle is dangerous. That is just begging. That is begging for a forty point game. That is, and he could easily get it. We have Josh Allen going against Baltimore, who also have a stinky defense. We have, <clears throat> sorry, we have. Kelsey going against Tampa Bay, which, you know, could be a shootout, could not be a shootout. Who we knows? And We also don't um, know where that game's going to be played. That's that's true. Could be in the Midwest, a neutral field in the Midwest. And you know what? We just some, – sometimes you have to brave the element, elements, and I think someone like Kelsey could. So I do like I'm, that. I'm going to go with Logan in the matchup of the week, the Jimmy Johns matchup of the week. Jimmy Johns, freaky fast, just like these players are going to be on Sunday. That's right. All right, Chris, uh, I know everyone's been just chomping at the bit for your parlay of the week. What do you got for us? A winner. Some some of us need a winner badly, so I will not be providing a, a parlay of the week because I need a winner. Give I, us one. You know, there's a lot of good matchups this week. Actually, I might give one. I flipped my I, – I changed my mind. I, I can respect a good mind change. Did you go to the drawing board? Uh, I did go back to the drawing board. You know, I think – the Vikings at minus three are probably a very safe bet. So we're going to have them. We're going to take 
the Bills at minus three. That Ravens defense is atrocious. We're going to take the or the Seahawks at plus four and a half. I think Motor City wins, but I think Seattle covers. And then for the final one, we're going to do the Jets at three and a half. Zach Wilson, the MILF hunter, the god, is coming back. And I think that it's safe to bet money on him getting points. So that's a plus 11.77 parlay. You know, a smart bet would probably be $1,000 to win twelve grand. So that's, that, that's that a smart bet? That's my parlay of the week. Oof, that's a... That's a parlay, that's for sure. Um, well, I have, a, I have a pretty solid one, and it's starting off with a team that's going to get their first win of the season, Chris. This is the Atlanta Falcons' money line at plus 100. Um, they're going to win against the Cleveland Browns. They're not going to get their first win. They're going to get their second win. <laughs> that's right. They pulled out the win against the Hawks. I forgot about that. They are going to win, though. They will beat the Cleveland Browns. Um, the Atlanta Falcons are not bad. They're not surprisingly. Uh, surprisingly, Mariota is not bad, and I and I think they they will pull out the win. I also think that these are a couple dogs that are going to start off the parlay because I think the the sorry not the Carolina Arizona Cardinals against Carolina at plus one hundred five, I think is a steal. I would agree. Um, I think that Arizona will come out firing on all cylinders. They proved to us last week that they will fight. Um, Kyler played well, which I I don't. Usually, I don't like Kyler that much, and as much as most people do, I should say. I heard um, Austin really likes Cliff, too. <laughs> I heard he does, too. <laughs> don't you, Austin? Um, so those are my first two picks of the parlay. There's going to be four here, two of dogs, two favorites. Big winner is what I'm saying. Um, and then the other two, what was I at? Um, the Bills minus three. Sorry, we're doing a money line parlay. Uh, Bills mi- money line minus 170 is an absolute lock. And then... The Dallas Cowboys, no, 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 that's not the one I wanted. Or was it? The Chargers, minus 225, that's what I wanted against the Houston Texans. Um, those are our four. We have plus 840. Uh, the smart bet, like you said, Chris, is going to be $20 to win 160 there. I love it. Are you prepared to lock that in? I am lo- I am prepared to. Wow, we love it. Are you prepared to lock yours in? Mm, probably not coward? for 1000 but I will revisit the numbers. <laughs> Revisit the numbers. <laughs> Go back to the drawing board, you would say? Go back to the drawing board. All right. From all of us in the studio, believe in yourself, but not as much as Chris Trussell believes in himself. Thank you, and suck it.
Bing.